Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Cyber Snacks, where we serve up cybersecurity tips that are short, simple, actionable, and reasonable. I'm excited this week to have Jim Abbott from Ashton Solutions. We had Jim's cohort, Travis, on just last week. So, Jim, thank you for joining me this week. Thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be here, and I hope that I don't let your listeners down. Uh, having had Travis on last week, and and he is the brains of the organization, as are the rest of the engineers, I, I do hope that I can uh, live up to Travis's standards. You know, from working with Travis in the capacity I have already, I can tell you, you've done a really great job there of getting a really bright guy. Exactly. We've, we've got a great team in place. So what I've been asking from my guests is given that the small to mid-sized business can't do everything, what is that one thing that you recommend small to mid-sized businesses focus on to improve their cybersecurity? So before I answer that question, David, it's interesting you bring up the fact that obviously small and mid-sized businesses are a target. And we talk to a lot of businesses out there, prospects, customers who don't realize or don't believe the fact that they are targeted. They all feel that I'm too small. Nobody's interested in my data. Nobody's interested in my company. I don't have data that bring a profit on the black market. The problem is that they are a target and it's, it's for a couple of reasons. As you mentioned, SMBs don't typically have a budget to put in all of the proper security measures that an enterprise level organization does. And as it relates to data, hackers know that while your data might not be of value to them, it's of value to you. And if they can lock your data up and prevent you from doing business, you will have to pay a ransom to put yourself back in business. That being said, from my perspective, I think the most important thing you can do is security training for your entire staff. My son likes to tell me that 80% of statistics are made up off the cuff. Doing a little research in advance of this call, the number that I see is 91%. 91% of hacks come through email. You can put a lot of protections in place firewalls, endpoint protection, multi-factor authentication on your email accounts. But if your workforce is knowledgeable as to what the threat vector is, what the threats look like, and how to prevent becoming a victim, you're going to really reduce your risk and your liability. What kinds of training are available? So we prefer to do an on-site in-person training. Obviously, in the current situation we're in, we've gone to web-based training for our clients and for other customers to make it easier for people to log in remotely that aren't comfortable being in the classroom. We typically do a 60 to 90-minute session. The biggest issue or the biggest item that we see is that oftentimes executives don't feel that they need to go through the training. They want to get their employees trained, the frontline people, but they think that they are above the need for training. It's actually 100% opposite of that. Executives are those who are at the biggest risk, the biggest threat, because A, they own the keys to the castle. B, they're oftentimes very busy and not paying attention to what they're doing. They're trying to multitask and get through 17 emails and three phone calls at the same time. 
see they have the most access to data, finances, whatever the hackers want, the executives have. And I can't tell you how many times we have done security training sessions for our clients only to see that the executives aren't there. And then a month, two, three months later, the executive becomes victimized because they clicked on an email, they provided username, password, login credentials, and next thing you know, $100,000 has been removed from the corporate checking account because an executive wasn't aware and wasn't paying attention to what they were doing. How do you convince the executives to sit through this training? Well, we don't like to sell using fear, uncertainty, and doubt. We will bring up specific instances that we have seen, uh, like the IP law firm who refused multi-factor authentication and then had a, a partner's email account compromised and used to take $100,000 from the firm's checking account. We will give those specific examples. And in every instance, it is an executive who was targeted, not a customer service rep, not a sales rep, maybe an admin assistant, but the admin assistant because that person has access to the executives. Again, that's all we can do is, is make our best effort to have everybody there and give them specific reasons as to why they need to be there. There are tools out there that can be used to test whether or not people are falling for phishing emails, right? That is correct. And we work with a few different security providers. Our primary security provider is Sophos, uh, from endpoint protection to email protection to firewalls and everything in between. They offer a great tool, and there are plenty of other great tools on the market that allow for phish testing, where emails are sent across the organization from various senders regarding various topics. And we can track who is clicking on those emails, opening them, who is attempting to whether it be download a PDF or provide username, password. And we can then go back to those people. And we typically do this in advance of a classroom session. We'll spend three or four weeks hitting said organization with various phishing emails to see who's clicking. We don't want to get people in trouble. Hey, you clicked on this 17 times. You put your username in four times and ran a macro three times in an Excel spreadsheet. It's, hey, this is what we're seeing from your organization. This is what we're going to focus on in your training. It's interesting at an organization by organization level, who is clicking on different sorts of emails. Financial services firms, they will often click on DocuSign documents or financial transfers. We've had nonprofit organizations, when we send out an email saying, hey, somebody found a, a lost puppy in the parking lot, click here, to get more information, everybody clicks on it. So it's really interesting to see who's clicking on what and why. Now they have become very targeted in their efforts. Uh, they do the research in advance. They understand the organization they're targeting, the people within that organization who are the best targets. And the more precise they are with those efforts, the more likely they are to have a hit. You can have every defensive measure in place, but you still have users on your network. And as long as you have humans working on a network, you still have human nature. And human nature is to click things, 
and provide information and people are busy. So as, as long as you have people working on your network, you need to secure those people and make sure they know what they've gotten themselves into. That's such an important point to leave everyone with. Jim, once again, thank you. And for all my listeners, thank you.